you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And here we are, the eve of Missouri football, the kickoff against Central Michigan. And I, frankly, am tickled pink, as always, for the start of football, but even more so this year. You know, the whole season in 2020 was seemingly up for grabs. You didn't know what was going to happen. You had no idea if we were even going to have a season. So just as I get older, too, i got to say I'm even more grateful for Mizzou football than I've ever been. We got a lot to get to, including my game-by-game predictions for the 2021 campaign and also a surprise edition of Project Run Play on this Friday. I figured Missouri would go with their black and gold uniforms that they revealed earlier this offseason, but no, they're changing it up and being weird already. But you know what? It's not just the cusp of college football. The NFL season is is about to begin as well, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. Starting now through September 8th, Locked On's ultimate season preview, taking you through every team and division. Follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And just yesterday, Missouri released its first NFL-style injury report, and fortunately, not a very long list. Now, we know that Mookie Cooper was going to make this list, right? He's the only player listed as questionable on the report. No one is probable. No one is doubtful. And they've got five guys who are out, including three we already knew were out for the season. Jay Macklin is out, of course, as we suspected. The only real surprise, at least to me, on this injury report, defensive end, freshman defensive end, Travion Ford listed out for this week. I frankly have no idea what his ailment even is, so the Tigers being a little evasive there, it seems to me. And with Mookie Cooper, of course, since he hasn't practiced for most of the previous week, if not at all for the last couple weeks, in fact, Well, he did get in there at least at a limited practice participant on Tuesday. That we know for sure. We aren't totally sure if he practiced on Wednesday and Thursday, and if so, in how much capacity. But if I had to guess, I think we'll see probably Barrett Bannister or Chance Looper start the game in the slot. But I think Mookie will at least get out there on Saturday. I'm hopeful he'll at least get some reps, get his feet wet. A guy who hasn't played college football since 2018, hopefully he gets that opportunity because I do think we're going to need him next week against Kentucky. Now moving to the basketball court, just for a moment before we get back to the gridiron, a big-time target for Missouri announced that he's going to commit in two weeks from today, September 17th, on his birthday, in fact, and that's Aiden Shaw out of Blue Valley North, the Kansas City, Kansas area. Really, Aiden Shaw, not to be insulting, he's almost like a poor man's, well, you know what, let's not call him a poor man's, let's call him a uh, slightly less rich man's 
Mark Mitchell. And I say that because, well, Mark Mitchell, similar body type and game to Aiden Shaw. They're both 6'8 to like 6'9 on the skinny side, but both forwards that can kind of do it all. But of course, Mark Mitchell from the Tulsa area of Kansas, he is a top 10 to 12 ranked player, whereas Aiden Shaw is only, quote unquote, in the top 50. Well, it's been presumed that Aiden Shaw is the more likely get for Conzo Martin and the Tigers. So definitely keep an eye on that one. And I was sarcastically saying he's only a top 50 ranked player. Missouri hasn't gotten a lot of those ever since the Michael Porter Jr. class. In fact, I believe Torrance Watson is the highest ranked player that Missouri has gotten in the last two or three cycles by quite a bit, in fact. So just to give you an idea, Jeremiah Tillman was about the 50th or so ranked ranked player coming out of high school. Not that Aiden Shaw is anything like Jeremiah Tillman in terms of how, how they actually play basketball, but just to, maybe in production, if we can get another Tillman, hopefully a healthier version of Jeremiah Tillman, well, we'll certainly take that. Now, I will say just from the Mark Mitchell perspective, if Aiden Shaw commits, even though, like I said, they are sort of similar body types, similar type players. I don't think they're so redundant that that would actually cause Mark Mitchell to stop considering Missouri. I was just pleasantly surprised that Mitchell had Missouri in his final five and made me think, gosh, no, I'm sorry, it was actually his final four teams, along with, I believe, Duke, UCLA, and Kansas. So, you know, there's a lot of circumstances involved with those three schools that made me think maybe Missouri has a chance. And if there's a decent chance that Aiden Shaw commits to Missouri in a couple weeks, I actually think that improves the Tigers' chances with Mark Mitchell. Doesn't hurt them because I got to think that kid's going to want to win. If he's indeed if he's indeed a one-and-done player, he probably still wants to win for that one season. So Missouri needs to show some promise, certainly, this upcoming year for, to get Mark Mitchell, but it sounds like Aiden Shaw is going to be making his decision pretty darn soon. And coming up, I do want to give out my predictions game by game for this upcoming Missouri football season, but first I just have to remark about something. I've been with this podcast network for coming up on two years now, in fact, this will be my third season covering the t- covering Tiger football for the Locked On Podcast Network. And over that time, Built Bar has probably been our most loyal sponsor. And it's really been interesting to see not only how much this network has grown in those two years, but how Built Bar has grown in those two years as well. And you can see why, because it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. They're doing lots and lots of interesting things in terms of marketing, paying for the BYU Cougars walk-ons on their football team, paying for their scholarships. They're getting themselves on ESPN. So you know what? Hop onto a great company now. Check out what they have available at BuiltBar.com. I think you'll enjoy any and all of their flavors, but get a mixed bar and fi- a mixed box, excuse me, and figure out which built bar suits your fancy. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
All right, let's run down this schedule and predict the Tigers game by game. As you all know, on Monday, I did my deep dive on the Central Michigan Chippewas, and I'm feeling fairly confident about this game. And, well, just a note over at betonline.ag, the line was 14.5 down to Missouri by 14, so a slight adjustment there. I did tell all of you, this is one of the few unders that I liked this week at 61. Well, that's been adjusted down to 60 as well. So perhaps my friends at betonline.ag really do listen to the podcast. So a tip of the cap to them, as always. But I will say, just in general, I'm much more looking toward the overs in week one in college football. Just because, as I've mentioned many times... I just think tackling is really, really rough at the beginning of the season. So, yes, typically in the past you think, well, the defense is going to be ahead of the offense. I'm just not sure that that's the case anymore in 2021. Now, while certainly not an automatic victory for the Tigers, they're 14-point favorites at home. Yeah, give me a dub in week one. So the Tigers move to 1-0. Week two at Kentucky. Kind of a tricky one there, 6.30 at night, probably a pretty good, excited Kentucky crowd. I guess somewhat depending on what happens with the Wildcats in week one. Although ULM, Louisiana Monroe, similar to the Central Michigan game for Kentucky to start. Not exactly a layup per se, but let's face it, if Kentucky's going to be any good, they should win that game. Certainly, I'm going to break down their whole first week. I'm going to watch every snap for them. But right now, my gut feeling is that Eli Drinkwitz just has Mark Stoops' number a little bit. I know it's only one game, but to me, the last two seasons of the Barry Odom regime where we lost to Kentucky in 18 and 19 was just really, really bad coaching. I I hate to say it. I don't want to pick on Barry especially because, guess what, Odom's in the past. We don't need to focus on that that much. But I'm sorry, in 18 and 19, those games I thought were his fault. I really do. Kentucky could barely even throw a forward pass in 2019, and they weren't a whole lot better at it in 2020. So enter their their new offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen. He's a disciple of Sean McVay, Los Angeles Rams. I think at the very least... You'll see Kentucky running a lot more play action this year, using misdirection, and it'll probably be relatively effective on first and second downs, but I still just think there's no way they're going to be that advanced in this offensive rebuild, that they're going to be better than than Missouri in passing situations. Therefore, with a couple big-time defenders heading off to the NFL for the Wildcats, I'm favoring Missouri. That's how I felt all season, so let's stick with that. Next week, Southeast Missouri at home. Don't even need to break it down. That's a victory. So the Tigers, in my opinion, 3-0 and heading to Boston against the Boston College Eagles. And for whatever reason, I've just had a nagging feeling that this was going to be a loss for Missouri the whole offseason. Now, maybe part of it's because, frankly, and this isn't rational at all, that I'm attending the game. Maybe that's part of the problem. Because unfortunately, I don't think I've ever seen the Tigers actually win a true road game in person. So it's it's only four of them or so I've been to, but still, 
that's kind of a rough one. Now, neutral sites, I've done remarkably well, actually. Maybe I've only seen one loss that I can think of, and a tip of the cap to the Illinois fighting Illini for that particular experience. But you know what? The more I thought about it, I think I overrated Boston College a little bit. They played Notre Dame and Clemson tough down the stretch, but you know what? Not unlike Missouri, some of their wins were a little bit too close for comfort and against maybe not the greatest competition in the world. You know what? I'll take some of those close Missouri victories over some of Boston College's close victories last season. The projections don't love the Eagles, so you know what? I'm going to be the optimist, and I'm going to take the Tigers there as well. Now, next week, Tennessee at home, the Volunteers. Oh, hey, it's Josh Heupel in his first year as head coach. You know what? That's a big adjustment going from the Pruitt-style offense, the Jeremy Pruitt sort of more pro-style, slow-tempo offense to the hyper-speed, read-one-side-of-the-field type offense that Josh Heupel has. It just seems like that's going to be too big of an adjustment for them. Missouri's already had its adjustment. They had its offensive adjustment last year, and they should be more settled into what Eli Drinkwitz wants to do this year. Therefore, give me the Tigers over Tennessee. Next week, North Texas. Yeah, you know I'm taking that one as well. So guess what? So far, I've got the Tigers undefeated heading into a big-time matchup at home with the currently sixth-ranked Texas A&M. How do I think that and the rest of the season is going to play out? Well, I'll tell you after telling you a little bit more about my friends at betonline.ag, who, as usual, is the only spot you need for pro and college football. And they also have online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. And as usual, we have our great offer for you, the Locked On Podcast listeners. Head to the website or mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up today and use the promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, if my predictions come true, once again, the Tigers 6-0 welcoming the Texas A&M Aggies to Columbia in early October. Hey, we used to beat the crap out of them in the Big 8, right? So let's be optimistic and, well, I got to be honest, in good conscience, I can't pick the Tigers in this one because I do think there's a reason that Texas A&M just drove another dump truck full of money up to Jimbo Fisher's house. And that's because he's doing something right. Now, again, you might say with some relatively recent history with Texas A&M, Missouri has kind of owned the Aggies in the last, oh, 15 years or so for the most part. But I don't know how much that actually factors into today, right? And... Again, Jimbo, while you could squint a little bit and say they're breaking in a new quarterback, Kellen Mond no longer coming back for the Aggies, 
I was never that big of a fan of Kellen Mond anyway. So it just has a feeling that this is going to be a good year for Texas A&M to me. And I got to have the Tigers taking their first loss here. Now, fortunately, the Tigers will have time with a bye week to rebuild, reassess, and heal for a Vanderbilt game. Yeah, obviously, I'm not picking Vanderbilt in Nashville. Sorry. So the Tigers move to 7-1 and one with a game down in Athens against the Georgia Bulldogs. And here's the thing about Georgia. They've got about as much talent as anybody in the country, including Alabama. And as you all know, I think JT Daniels is probably a pretty gosh darn good answer for them at quarterback. So they have a chance to win the national title this year. But here's the thing. Injuries can happen, and JT Daniels has already had a major injury in his career, a major knee injury, certainly not wishing anything upon anybody. But if Daniels is hurt, if Missouri happens to be rolling come November 6th, I wouldn't rule this game completely out. However, if Georgia's relatively healthy coming into this game, and certainly if JT Daniels is starting, there's no chance I can pick Missouri to win in Athens. So that makes a 7-2 and two finish with South Carolina at home. New coach. Frankly, their talent a little bit down from what they've been a few years ago. I'll assume Missouri's going to win that game. They won in South Carolina last year. Why wouldn't I pick them in Columbia, Missouri? So that's 8-2 and two with two to go. And along with, of course, Boston College and Kentucky, among other games, to be brutally honest. Who knows how good Tennessee will be. But to me, possibly the biggest swing game on the schedule is Florida. Saturday, November 20th. And here's the thing about Florida. Say what you will about Dan Mullen. He's a really good offensive mind. He's a darn good offensive coach, at the very least. But I just don't know that I believe in Emory Jones as a quarterback. I'm just not sure that he's the answer. A relatively highly rated kid. I wouldn't be surprised if Mullen takes a true freshman that he himself recruited. I don't, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he inherited Emory Jones. Maybe that's incorrect. Now that I'm thinking about it, it probably is since Emory goes, since Dan Mullen goes all the way back to 2018. But regardless, I just don't think he's Kyle Trask. I just don't see the passing game there. And Florida's defense, maybe even more importantly, that defense has struggled big time. Also offensively, I don't think you can just replace Kyle Pitts, and it's especially Kyle Pitts, maybe not Kadarius Toney either. But for me, Pitts, if you listen to my fantasy preview, I gave some quick fantasy tips about a week ago. I just think Kyle Pitts is a truly extraordinary prospect a truly special player, a truly unique player, there's no way that Florida is going to be able to replace his production. Zero. There's just not any other Kyle Pitts out there. So to me, Florida is a lot more vulnerable than their current 13th ranking in the Associated Press poll would suggest. And also, just the way the schedule falls, November 20th in Columbia, well, I don't think Florida guys really like hanging out in the middle of the country in cold weather. Hopefully it's a little bit nasty that day. I hate to say it. I'll be there for senior day regardless. So who knows? May Missouri can take down Florida 
Am I willing to go that far today? Eh, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Sure, I'll say Florida. We'll, we'll take down Florida. We'll go with that. So Missouri moves to 9-2. and two. Last game of the season, of course, at Arkansas. The Friday after Thanksgiving. Come on. After I just ra- after I just took down the Barry Odom regime and his coaching the last couple years against Kentucky, yeah, there's no way I'm taking Odom over Eli Drinkwitz. So ten and two for Missouri. Although, frankly, if I'm being realistic, I think nine and three or eight and four is probably more likely. And anything seven, eight, nine wins would be a really successful season to me. Hopefully, we'll go for more, but at the same time, I just think as a Missouri fan, you have to remember, for as good as these last two recruiting classes have been and have looked, well, that first class for Eli, those guys are only true freshmen right now. We're going to see a lot of Dominique Lovett on the field. The rest of them, who knows? We'll just have to see. So, it's going to take a while to fully get the Drinkwitz program established, so if maybe my wildest expectations or predictions would be a better way of putting it aren't met this season, I just want all of you to know that that's not in any reason a a reason to jump off the bandwagon. It's just not. So officially, even though I just reeled off 10 victories there, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a buffer. Say Missouri stumbles in one of those games, at least that I predict is a win, and go with the Tigers finishing Nine and three. How about that? And finally, just a quick project run play. I have to be honest, I was surprised that Missouri changed up the uniforms already. I was expecting, since we went with the traditional, fairly traditional setup against Alabama for the opener last year, the oval tiger black helmets, black tops, gold pants, I thought that's what we would go with, especially with the new uniform reveal. Why not just wear the basic black and gold at home in the first game? But no, instead, and who knows who decides this, but instead the Tigers went with the LSU look from last year. The white helmets, black tops, and white pants. Honestly, that has never been my favorite look. I don't think it's terrible by any stretch of the imagination. It just doesn't really look like Missouri, if I'm being perfectly honest. If you're going to go white, Go all white on the road. I'm actually okay with that. Maybe a black helmet with the all white would be okay. But to me, uh, not my favorite combination. I have to be perfectly honest, and I'm a tiny bit disappointed they didn't go with black and gold, their new black and gold combo in this first game. But what the heck? Maybe the guys just wanted to pick up on those LSU vibes once again. Who knows? More important things to think about, that's for sure, but... I and all other Missouri fans like to talk about the get-ups, and that's why I do Project Run Play. So, with all that being said, one day away, 26 hours as I speak from kickoff. Get excited, everybody. I know I am. And if you need some batting advice this weekend, obviously check out Locked On Bets, wherever you get podcasts for free. Your boy Q, Lee Sterling. You know what it is. Go check them out. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.